Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Do you know what I use to record these podcasts? It's Anchor by Spotify. It's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or a computer. It's all really, really easy. It's all really intuitive. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast. I want all of you to be able to watch the NFL Scouting Combine and have an idea what you're looking at. I've covered a bunch of these. It will be held beginning tomorrow, ending Monday, at Lucas Oil Stadium in the Convention Center. Some things matter, some things don't in the Combine. We'll talk about that. Indiana Rutgers, night after tomorrow, Wednesday night. A huge game for a couple of reasons. I don't want to get too far out ahead of our skis or over the top of our skis, but... What's going to go on Wednesday is not just like a present-day thing for the Hoosiers. It's also kind of a look into the future for Indiana. I'll tell you why in a second. Pacers tonight, sectional basketball tomorrow night, and Major League Baseball is going down a rabbit hole of absolute misery, and it will not stop itself. This one is different. I'll tell you why. All right. This is Inside Indiana Sports Now with Kent Sterling for Monday, February 28, 2022. We're brought to you by the great people at Johnson's Plumbing. They do great work and they do it at a rate. Give them a call. You can trust them. I know these people. 765-610-8809. All right, hit subscribe, hit the like button, ring the bell. Let's go. Let's talk about sports. So here's what's going to happen at the Combine. You got a bunch of guys, about 350 guys, who may or may not be drafted. Some of them will be drafted. Some of them won't be drafted. They're all going to be evaluated. They're going to be evaluated in a variety of ways. All right, you got the 20-yard shuttle. You got the 40-yard dash. You got the 225-pound bench press thing, where you see how many you can do in a specific period of time. You've got interviews. You've got medical tests. You've got the standing vertical jump. You've got the standing broad jump you got a lot of things. You're going to have quarterbacks throwing to receivers. Will the Colts be evaluating quarterbacks because they're looking for someone to to fill Carson Wentz's shoes? No, they will not be. They're not going to take a quarterback at 47, bring that guy in to replace Carson Wentz. They're not going to do it. Jim Irsay is impatient for winning. Chris Ballard, his charge made clear to him in that end-of-season meeting the night of the loss at Jacksonville, is to get a quarterback in here who can win a championship. 
one way or the other, but you're not going to do it at number 47 in the draft. Nobody in their right mind is going to draft 47th and think, you know what? His rookie season, this is a guy who's going to come in and he's going to take us to the Super Bowl. Nobody thinks that way and nobody should. Chris Ballard is a man of process. He's an honest man of process. And by the way, Wednesday at 1 o'clock on 107.5 The Fan, Dan Dockich is going to be interviewing Chris Ballard in studio, and it's going to be awesome because Dan is going to ask the questions that you want to hear Chris Ballard answer. There's going to be no tiptoeing. It's just going to be guy to guy, hey, what's the deal with this? And if, if Ballard gives an honest answer, Dan's going to say, all right. If not, he's going to probe further. That's what Dan does. However, Chris Ballard is almost always uh, honest. I'm not going to say always because there might have been one point at, in one media event where he wasn't, but I haven't caught it. He's usually really, really honest and forthcoming. Not transparent, but forthcoming. It's going to be an interesting interview. Must listen if you're a Colts fan. 107.5 The Fan on Wednesday, 1 o'clock in studio. All right, here's why paying attention to the Combine really doesn't make any sense for you. Number one, I hate to say it this way, but it's true for me too. We don't know what the hell we're looking at. They don't know what the hell they're looking at, right? You got GMs up in the stands and they're talking and eating their popcorn and they're watching guys run 40s. What are they seeing that's going to separate one from the other other than the time? Plus, how do you know that that's game speed? They all do the same stuff. They all go through the same training where they're leaning and they've got their weight displacement exactly right and they explode into the 40 and they clock the best time of their lives because they've been coached to do it and they've been training at it. People train for the combine these days. Back in the day, that's not the way it went. Now you got guys training for the combine and you've got 32 general managers You've got some owners, you've got coaches, they all sit, they all appraise, and they all appraise through their own prisms. So as they watch, they're seeing things differently from one another. They, you don't think that they're seeing things differently than you do? If, if you've got a receiver who benches 225 pounds 28 times, what the hell does that mean to you? Right? If you've got an offensive guard who runs a 20-yard shuttle in like a record time for his position, what the hell does that mean? You don't know? I don't know. Plus, we're not in the room for the interviews. And that's an important part of this deal. The interviews, getting to know the player, see if he fits your culture. Can he fit your locker room? Some teams, they don't give a damn about culture. The Colts do. We don't get, we're not privy to those things, those interviews. This thing used to be kind of cool because guys were just walking around and you could say, hey, Marvin Lewis, come on over, talk to us. And he would, right? Hey, Hugh Jackson, come on over, talk to us. And he would. Hey, Tony Dungy, come on over, talk to us. And he would. Now, you got to go through guys. Everybody's getting shuttled from one thing to the next. You got ESPN there going all day, every day, the NFL Network uh, Fox Sports, you got everybody at this damn thing. And you've got all the media people in the world all working simultaneously, so you can't even talk to media people. Like, if you want to talk to Tom Pelissero, right? Tom, it, I'm on my way to talk to this guy. They're all working. You really can't get any special access to anything at the NFL Scouting Combine. And that's why, you know what, from a media perspective, it's a waste of time. I used to go there. I used to get credentialed. 
used to hang and I'd kind of hang out and see who I could talk to. Not very often did I get anybody great after a certain period of time. Like 2014 on, really, really difficult to get a guy. That's just the way it is. The combine, if you're going, have a great time. If you're not going, you're not missing a hell of a lot. And if you are going, don't think you know what you're looking at because you don't. There you go. Although you kind of do. Because nobody's right and nobody's wrong at this thing. They're only right and wrong when they draft the people that they look at there. You can look at guys, and I'm telling you, man, uh, Jadevian Clowney at the Combine, if you looked at this character, you're like, holy God, what a body that is. That is awesome. That guy is going to go haywire in the NFL and rack up more sacks than anybody in NFL history. And then when you talk to Fletcher Cox, you're like, my God, that's an impressive guy. He is awesome. And then there are guys that you talk to and you think, well, eh, really not very impressive. Some of the guys pan out. Some of the guys don't. Fletcher Cox did. Jadevian Clowney has to an extent. Some of these guys look great. Some of these guys don't. Don't try to out-general manage the general managers. Not now. Wait till the draft and then get busy doing that. Sometimes you can do it. Sometimes you can't. The Combine... It's nice because it makes the cash registers in downtown Indianapolis ring. That's why it's nice for us. Go into the thing. Yeah, whatever. Uh, But again, Ballard with Dan, Wednesday at 1. Going to be interesting. Really interesting night in Assembly Hall on Wednesday. And it's for two reasons. And uh, the most important reason is that you got Rutgers coming to town. And Rutgers is on the bubble. Indiana's on the bubble. If Rutgers can beat Indiana at Assembly Hall, that's a big win. That's a nice win for the Scarlet Knights, right? Rutgers, that would be a nice little, you know, kind of a ribbon on the package that they send to the uh, the NCAA selection committee saying, please consider us for an invitation. For Indiana, they need to win this game. You know, Indiana really, over the last three games, all must wins, not because the winning was really good for them, but because losing would have been death. If they had lost at home last week, that would have been terrible. Coming off that overtime loss against Ohio State, man, if they had just beaten Ohio State and Syracuse in overtime, things would be different. They'd be in. But that's not what happened. They won the last two, and because they won the last two, including the game last night at Minnesota, they're still in the game. A win against Rutgers really puts them in the game at 10 and 9 in conference. They've got some important wins. They don't have any bad losses. Rutgers has a couple of really bad losses. They lost to DePaul. I think they lost to Lafayette. Geo Baker. I'd like to see Geo Baker finally graduate. I mean, he's one of these guys like Brad Davison, right, who has been around like Jordan Bohannon, been around Big Ten basketball forever. Seems like Geo Baker should have been in the NBA years ago. He's not. Ron Harper Jr., also playing for Rutgers, also really, really good. He looks kind of doughy. Not a lot of definition on him, but man, can the guy ball, right? So that's one reason this game's really interesting. The other is it's senior night. And we don't know who the hell the seniors are. Who among those six, and maybe a seventh if you count Trace Jackson Davis, will be playing their last games at Simon Scott Assembly Hall. You got uh, Xavier Johnson, 
Rob Finnessy, right? Parker Stewart, Miller Cop, that may be matriculating out. Race Thompson, his career could be coming to an end at Assembly Hall. Michael Durr. And then Trace Jackson Davis, you don't know who's going and who's staying, right? Because of the COVID year, all these guys are listed as juniors. They still have one year of eligibility left. If they all come back, what the hell is Indiana going to do then? They got three guys signed to letters of intent to come in. Jalen Hood Shafino, for goodness sake, right? CJ Gunn, Caleb Banks, nice recruiting class. They're oversigned by three. You got to have some guys cycle out. Who's going to cycle out? Are they going to cycle out and go into the pros? Or are they going to transfer? Is Ray Thompson going to go home to Minnesota and play a year with the Golden Gophers? I don't know. But we're going to find out maybe a little bit if all six of the kind of seniors, junior slash seniors, go to the microphone, then we're not going to know what that means. If none of them go, we're really not going to know what that means. If Trace Jackson Davis goes, we're going to have an idea what that means. If he doesn't go, I don't know what that means. It's madness. We don't know, but there's going to be all kinds of speculation, and inside the speculation, that's all the fun. And so we're going to find out maybe on Wednesday night what's going on. At least that event will kind of be a lever for media to ask the questions, right? Mm -hmm. Pacers tonight against the Magic, and like I told you this morning, not that big a deal. You don't tank. If you're in the bottom five, you're in the bottom five. There's really not much advantage to being in the bottom three. Just a little bit of an advantage. I think the top three have a 14.5% chance of getting the top overall pick. The fourth and fifth have like an 11.5% of getting the top overall pick. They've kind of manipulated those percentages to reduce the benefit that you can glean from tanking, which is a good thing. Because I want to root for the Pacers to win against the Magic tonight, not to lose. They're six and a half games ahead of the Magic in the standings. They've got two games in Orlando tonight. Wednesday night, you lose both, you cut that deficit to four and a half in the opposite direction, if that makes any sense. Sectionals tomorrow night. Is LN going to be able to beat Crispus Attucks? If they do, CJ Gunn will come back for the semifinals of sectional 10. If not, CJ Gunn will end his, his high school career without playing in the sectional because he's suspended tomorrow night as a result of a taunting call that came last week in the uh, uh, in Ellen's regular season finale. That sucks. Uh, Major League Baseball is absolutely a train wreck. Great piece at ESPN.com by Jeff Passan talking about kind of what a weasel Rob Manfred is. Look, Rob Manfred was hired as the commissioner of baseball for one reason, and that is to win this negotiation. He knows exactly where the bodies are buried. He knows exactly what he wants out of these negotiations. He knows exactly what the owners want out of these negotiations. And he is going to move the dial. He's going to try to move the dial away from the player's advantage and craft an agreement where the players actually give ground moving into 2022 rather than get ground uh, from the... uh, collective bargaining agreement that just expired. These are terrible times for baseball. I love baseball. I love the Chicago Cubs. I always have. 
a lot of my youth was invested in watching Cubs baseball with my dad at Wrigley Field. I took my son to Wrigley Field all the time. Went to Wrigley Field with friends, whether it was the great Nick Anson or the great John Langto and Bill Paps, whomever. I was at Wrigley all the time. I lived six blocks south of there from the time I was 24 until I was 30. I love Wrigley Field. I'm not going anymore because the Ricketts are greedy bastards and Rob Manfred is not championing what the game of baseball needs at the professional level. He's just a toady for the owners. That's who he is. He is a pragmatics first commissioner paid to win negotiations. Being a steward of the game means nothing to him. It means nothing to the owners to have somebody in that office who is a steward of the game. And it's pathetic and it reflects a greed that I think is going to kick a lot of fans to the curb. A lot of fans are watching baseball and they're like, my God, I'd rather take a nap then watch these games. And then you factor in the prices for tickets. A weekend game at Wrigley, 75 bucks for a cheap ticket to Wrigley Field to watch Cubs play. What did the Cubs do? They got rid of Bryant, got rid of Rizzo, got rid of Baez. They've gotten rid of Schwarber. Uh, Lester went to the Cardinals. They lost a tremendous number of guys who played on that World, world Championship team in 2016. And Why? Greed, because Cubs fans, according to Tom Ricketts and his family, are too damn stupid to give a damn whether they're competitive. And that is a hideous way to disenfranchise fans of longstanding who have watched the Cubs for for years and years and years and generations prior to the Ricketts owning that franchise. The Cubs, for them, was a real estate deal. It had nothing to do with baseball, had nothing to do with winning, and it's pathetic the way they've treated Cubs fans, and I'm embarrassed that I ever wrote them a check for season tickets. Tomorrow morning, breakfast with Kent. Can't wait to talk to you then. Hit the subscribe button, hit the like button, ring the bell, and have a great time outside. Great weather today, mid-50s outside, sunshine this Saturday. Uh, maybe a small chance of rain, but it's going to be like 70 degrees. I just can't wait. I'm going out to the backyard, 2 o'clock Saturday, Indiana, Purdue from Mackey. I can't wait.